It was warmish when we got there. By the time we left, my hands were freezing. I'm gonna look up Calabasas weather right now. Outside, like temperature. Yeah, oh, yes, outside temperature. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, Neil. What's the temperature of the inside your house? It has since the last time I sent you a picture. It has dropped eight degrees. No way. It's only fifty. It's fifty-five outside. Um, but. The thing is, sitting for an hour and a half in 55. Yeah, no, it's 55 now. Yeah. It was probably 59 or 60. No, it was 55. It'll be easy. And it, with the wind as well. It's like. Oh. Neil, what's that? What? What, what, what was that? Oh, that was my old man. Oh. Is that your way of saying welcome back to Plans Are Optional, episode 47? Yeah. Neil here, joined by Andrew and Marty. Yep. Good. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Did you miss us? How have you guys been? Uh, good. Good, yeah. Good. Oh. Good, good, it be a, good. It could be a positive podcast today. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a long week at work. Conferences. Marty, we record on Monday every day. Yeah, last week was conferences. It was a long week from the it's time Monday. we recorded. You got a flush last week. Move on. The weekend's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For you to recover from that week. It's, it's the week end. And today was President's Day, so many, many were off. I think you were mm-hmm. off, Marty, right? I was off, but I still came into work and I filled a classroom with balloons. Okay, but that's, that's not work. That's your choice, though. Yeah, yeah, but it was good fun. My my well, my fingers you, are a bit raw from from. Did time you blow them up blue. yourself, or did you get helium? Uh two automatic fillers, little mini compressors, things. It's a really sweet contraption. Highly recommend it. You know, I don't really fill many rooms up with balloons. Well, I have two of these to be things. A, a kind of a common theme at your place. <laughs> yes. So Did- we're in the middle of a prank war. This teacher and I, uh, her kids in classroom got me. So I'm retaliating. So hmm. it's going to be good times. Okay. How many balloons do you think you filled up? Uh, probably 3,000. Jeez. You had the day off, Marty. This is Marty. where the tax money pay his money goes? <laughs> no, this was out of my own pocket. <laughs> and what is the, how much does it run you for 3,000 balloons? Uh, with, well, the, with, uh, with the two little auto fillers. And I had students that came in and helped too, that they were, they wanted to be a part of this. So it wasn't just all me, but, um, all in all, it was about two hundred dollars. Wow, two hundred dollars—a lot more than I would have thought. It would and one of your days off? Balloons. I don't know. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. Well, well, how much were the compressors? Uh, yeah. They were twenty a piece, and then um, I still have a box of like another thousand or so balloons that we haven't used yet. I I just don't think balloons can be that much. It does seem like a lot. Uh, a pack of six hundred was like twenty nine dollars. 
Right. So, 3,000 balloons. Hold on, we're grabbing our calculators, guys. <laughs> also known as your phones. I'm just looking on Amazon. Because I bought them from Amazon, I can send you the, the invoice. 110 quality balloons for $10. Huh. Okay, yeah, so $150 for 3000 and then... Hold on. $40 worth of small compressors that are good at doing one thing. 300 balloons, $17. <laughs> That's about half a penny. I guess you're right, yeah. Wow. Balloons! We need to get into the balloon business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> balloon business? <laughs> Let's get into the balloon business. How do we do that? Easy. We we need hot air. We got that. We got some hot air. Yeah. We, we need... Um, we just I got the compressors. Uh, no. Balloon blower pump inflation. Why are they all pink? They're all pink and blue, like some very odd looking. You things. found the one that I that I bought. I bought Is that two what of you them. got? <laughs> Weird. You should send that off to me later. But we're gonna move on from this. Marty. Two hundred dollars and a day off. Yeah, that's what you did. <laughs> yes. Two hundred dollars and a day off. Like not only what else did you do with your day off? I want to know. Uh, that was about it. <laughs> I'm here with you guys. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, uh, if you, I think if you Maddie, had a day off, I what think, would you do? I think you could have gotten cheaper, Maddie. Because if you search for the quantity, like here, 1,200 balloons, 60. Now that's still about the same price, isn't it? Sorry. No, it's okay. What, Neil? What would you have done? A thousand. Oh God! A thousand. Oh, they're water balloons. Never mind. (laughs) We're done. I'm going to shut up now. I'm closing Amazon. What would I have done on my day off? uh, You'd have to pay me two hundred dollars. It sounds stupid, actually. To go into to go into work. Obviously, they do pay me to go into work, but on my day off, <laughs> I'd need like extra. You'd have to pay me you'd to go in. You'd on have my to day pay off. me extra for that shit. Yeah, yeah. Unless there was something really exciting going on. I mean, yeah, you know, a prank, kind of fun. Like filling someone's cubicle with balloons. Yeah, but two hundred dollars fun. Are you going to expense it? No, no. <laughs> essentially i i went last month to go and do a training um and i got paid and i wasn't counting on it and so it was it was something that i had planned and then this this prank war started and so i needed all right i just gotta go bigger because it's a whole classroom and so that's where it ratcheted up to 200 dollars. um originally it was going to be like a 50 dollar prank including the the um the air compressor and it just like i said with a classroom it just had to go bigger um so i and it was using money that i wasn't like counting on or anything or just it's like superfluous funds so it's fine so what you're saying is is you you've just got 200 dollars you literally didn't need in any way yeah yeah you could have done nothing else with it you could have donated it to St. Jude's. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I made my choice. <laughs> I helped the kids here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's what you did with your day off. I'm proud of you, Marty. Well, in in my defense, I had five days off this week. I had Thursday. Well. I did need to come in on Thursday and Friday for a little while. I don't get it. Was it a busy week or not? (laughs) (laughs) It was a very busy week. It was conferences. (laughs) But the kids had five-day weekends, so I actually got a lot accomplished. Okay. Mixed messages. Mixed messages. Mixed signals. I would hate to try to date you, Marty. What can I say? I'm dedicated to a cause, though. Are you? Yeah. He's dedicated to these pranks, yeah. I guess. Do you Looking do you ever do pranks way, at your office? I only office? have $200 to spend on stupid pranks like this cuz I'm not dating anybody. As soon as I start dating, this goes this goes away. I guess so. Do you, do you have prank wars at your office, Neil? Um, we used to. Uh these days everyone's pretty boring. We, Everyone lost the will to live about five years ago. <laughs> Every everything has been sucked out of them by working for the man. Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh no! What kind of pranks did you guys used to do? Uh, stuff like, um, well, we actually we used to have a lot of nerf guns, so we used to do a, have a lot of wars among the cubicles, and then we used to do um, a lot of cubicle based things. So you know, like um, completely covering someone's cubicle with um in cardboard so that they can't even like get into it and then taping it all up and stuff like that 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 type of stuff office stuff you know same kind of office thing a guy actually left a few months ago and um there was a context to it but but basically um we bought like an inordinately huge amount of halloween halloween candy and piled it all up so that there was literally a mountain of candy in his cubicle he just couldn't like do anything or get into it it's kind of funny and eat his way out yeah nice it was uh it was like little cookies because it was about the time it the context was once he he cost the company i'm gonna say about half a million dollars um it's it's a learning opportunity yeah yeah. but it, it was due to a um a piece of code he had on his system on the on the in the on the servers that uh basically kept reusing the same cookie you know like your browser cookie yeah and so um our business and our our industry kind of runs on cookies so instead of identifying millions of people with different cookies he identified millions of people with the same with one cookie (laughs) i.e didn't identify anybody whatsoever um, and cost a, a bunch of money. But, yeah. We all have the story. Like being in tech we and in my company, we all have a stories of our, um, our most expensive mistakes as developers. Mine's actually not that bad. Mine's probably about 50,000, 50, I think, is the worst I ever did in one hit. So <laughs> In one go. Yeah. But it is, I will say this, that when you do it, if you do... If you're doing it, sometimes you'll do it. I realize we've just gone on to a random conversation. But sometimes you'll write a piece of code and it'll go out and it'll just sort of sit there unknown to anyone for, you know, days, weeks, whatever. So you don't know that you're bleeding money or money's being lost. Other times, 
and this is the worst feeling in the in the entire world you'll literally be there and you'll literally press a button and as you press that button or execute that command or that program or whatever it is you sudden your brain suddenly goes oh shit and then you realize that the, <laughs> like lit your heart just falls through the floor and you're like and that was what my 50,000 was one of those it was like i hit the button and i was just like oh fuck and then i'm like scrambling and then i fixed it and literally fixed it in you know i don't know 20 minutes but the consequences were about you know 50k to to the company i mean not to me yeah so fuck of course. <laughs> <laughs> could have been worse yeah um but yeah they're the kind of pranks we 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 do or did what about you yeah Pranks, uh, I'm still getting used to the new place. I'm sure, I kind of have a feeling they do play pranks, but I haven't been on, in or on the end of those yet. Uh, at my old job, we, yeah, we do stupid things to people's offices. Uh, one time, we took someone's keyboard, and they had they had this little uh, stand for their monitor. It was like a wire mesh, right? So we took their keyboard, flipped it upside down, and the tabs that would stand a keyboard up, we uh, zip-tied it to that wire mesh, so they had to use their keyboard upside down. <laughs> and we uh, zip-tied someone's chair to their desk. I think he ended up actually breaking his desk or the chair. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, zip ties go a long way. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you that. You can't like just snap a zip tie, can you? Nobody has like no. cutters or anything or a pair of scissors in an office. Not if you do it right. You don't leave them loose. Yeah, you cut them off really. You have to get a, like a Stanley knife or something. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, pranks happen. I, but not two hundred dollars worth of pranks <laughs> on my day off. I'm dedicated. So the the funniest non prank that happened to me was um, we had this guy that used to work with us in um, in operations, right? And uh, a buddy of mine once, um, who was on my team at the time, says to me, oh, come and check this. you got to look at this. So he pulls me over to his computer, and um, he was kind of a joker, you know, so whatever. And he shows me this article, and it's an article, of, and it's a picture of this of the guy from our office in the lo- on a local news site, and his face, and it says, you know, local flasher, finally caught after 14 months of investigation or whatever and i thought it was a prank where he was using one of those you know websites and you just put someone's image on it makes it look legit and i was like oh that's funny but actually it wasn't it was a genuine thing and he really was the flasher (laughs) (laughs) and he got fired and everything and arrested and stuff crazy he used to (laughs) what he was doing you know it's funny that's a non-prank yeah what's your definition of prank neil well, no, he said it. Was, no, he, he said a non-prank. It was a prank. I, I thought it was a prank. So when he showed me, I was like, "Oh yeah, funny, funny, ha ha, good one." And he's like, "No, no, seriously." Oh, no. I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." And he's like, "No, no, I'm serious." And then you know, a couple other people had sort of once the word started spreading, I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> this is a real thing." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I've never had any uh, anything like that. 
No, he was um, somewhat legendary after that. Obviously, we never saw him again because he was immediately dismissed from the company. Actually, I don't think they technically dismiss you when that happens because they can't, right? Because um, it's a, it's like a mental, it can be argued as a mental disability or condition. Uh, but he never, suffice to say, he never came back. So, yeah. <laughs> he would flash in. He used to go. So well, the funny thing was he used to go out at lunchtime and he used to, um, it was kind of a quiet guy, right? And no one ever thought much of it. But he'd go out at lunch and he'd go to local um, doctor's office waiting rooms in the area, run in, flash at old ladies and run out again. And then um, people used to go, like afterwards, everyone always says like, well, yeah, I used to ask him out for lunch a lot, but he always said he always said he had something else to do. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, because <laughs> this guy's running around the city. And fourteen months it took him to find him. I mean, what the hell? Like, that doesn't seem like a very uh, good police work to me. Not a very thorough investigation. Yeah. But hey, he had fun, and he didn't take two hundred dollars in a day off. That's true. Yeah. Hey, make fun of me, but no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, there's some weird people out there. So I was at the, uh, I was getting my hair cut the other week, and the the girl who cuts my hair, she's like, "Okay, I got to ask you." I was like, "Okay, all right, ask me." Uh, and she went on this story. There's a guy that's been coming in from way out of town to get his hair cut. And every time he comes in, I guess he gets like a perm of some sort. I don't know. But he comes in, gets gets like the curls. And I, I don't know how a perm works, actually. So this part might be murderous <laughs> for anyone who knows. But he's, he's in the chair. And then every time he's like, hold on, I have a phone call. And he goes takes a phone call in the bathroom. And every time he comes out, he's like, sorry, I have to reschedule. But he pays her for the full service, which is like... $120 in tip on top of that. And he's done that like three or four times now. And so we're wondering, what, what is he doing in the bathroom? You know, because he's coming from like an hour and a half away with traffic to this one place. Does he get, did, did she say that she actually sees he receives a call? Uh, so so the, the girl who asked me isn't the isn't the girl who was who keeps sure. not doing this guy's hair. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, so they started coming up with theories like, is he just going in there and, you know, jacking off and leaving? <laughs> but that's an expensive, um, that's an expensive jack. It's a weird fetish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't, don't want to know. No, I don't think jacking off makes sense because like if your fetish let's say that is is a fetish if you have a fetish for jacking off in let's say public bathrooms or places where you shouldn't something like that right there's a lot of places you could go that don't require you to get your hair permed and spend 120 dollars. maybe something in that process he likes though yeah that, that would have to be which is even more um yeah um peculiar perverted whatever you want to call it um yeah that's weird Huh. <laughs> I, I mean, is it possible that he just likes her and wants to have an excuse to keep coming back? Is he trying to, you know? Yeah, but 
you could also get the hairstyle you want and then come back. You know, you don't just get hairstyle once and it's self-maintaining. Yeah, but once you get that one thing, maybe, you know, you can't come back for a couple of months or something. I, I don't know the time frame here. Yeah, oh, I'll have okay. to yeah. I'll have to get some more we need details more. We about need, it. We do need more because it's quite interesting. I, w- I will say <laughs> that I usually go to like one person to get my hair cut. Yeah, so do I. Well, I, I, I did. And the one time I went to somebody else, I got yelled at. <laughs> got yelled at by who? Uh, it just so happened that the person who cuts my hair is the ex-girlfriend of my old roommate, your cousin. And she, she, no one knows that <laughs> you don't have to bring that up. Ah, but um, I'm, I'm just saying. So I, when I went back, she's like, you let somebody else cut your hair. And it was my ex, my ex boy or her ex boyfriend. So it was like, um, <laughs> so I'm looking at you, Maddie, and I want to know, I want to know, I would like to know what do you get done when you go to the hairdresser? Just like a, a shave. Uh, it's the buzz and then the the back of the neckline cleaned up because you can't get to it very easily. So I, I'm usually in and out pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, growing up, I had like the barber stab my neck. So I have like jumps when I get uh, my haircut. And the, this, pers- this person is the first person I've never jumped like four, I trust her. So I have to go back to her every time. So maybe this guy with who's getting the perm, he just likes the way that she does the perm. And so he goes, but back. she never does it. Maybe he she just has commitment it. issues to getting the chemical does and like he... it's setting it in. He just wants the curl. I I think I've figured it out. I've figured it out. What's this, that? <laughs> this guy wants a half a perm. But you can't walk into a hairdresser's and ask for half a perm, right? So you let them do half of it, and then you say, I've got to go to the bathroom. And you're like, oh, shit, I've got to leave. And you go. What does a half a perm do? That's just, that's the fetish. He wants a half perm. Is that a real thing? No. I mean, (laughs) well, imagine a hair like flat on one side, perm on the other side. Hold on. I'm 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 going to text my old hairdresser right now tell her we're talking about this and that she needs to listen and maybe she'll uh enlighten us because the thing is if she starts doing the perm i assume that um she's got some ways into the process she must have got through the prep phase or maybe started doing a few twirl a few twists and then because when you get your hair perm don't you have to have those like plastic things in there so what does he do like goes into the bathroom with these plastic things comes out and then says, I've got to go and quickly rips it, like takes them out and drops them off and leaves with this sort of like half finished messed up perm thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more curious now. Now it doesn't perm, perms for guys. Isn't it also like really crunchy, like very stiff, like, I mean, my grandmother used to get a, a perm and it was yeah. like fluffy and everything else but i don't know whether they put more product in it but at the end of the day it's hair right so a perm is twisting the hair around those whatever in the old days maybe they've got better things now but using a heated element or using plastic they just twizzle it around and keep it there for a long time until it curls up and holds its shape 
Just thinking about the chemicals is making my eye water. <laughs> okay, here, here's what I'm going to write. Your creepy guy is coming up on the podcast. We are talking about it, and we realize we don't know what a perm is. Is there a I, half I perm? But we no. know what a perm no, no, is. We just don't half. know the process. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I'm speaking for myself. But I'm going to see if there's a half perm. I don't mean half like halfway through. I mean like literally half of his head. One half is permed. And one half is flat. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. But you say no, but they it takes time to put each each curl in. So they start with a couple, right? So the the hairdresser's gotta put in the hairstylist, as I think we say in America. Um it's my British coming out again. They say she's only got six in. Yeah, contain in. that, please. She's got six in and but she's got like, I don't know, say 18 to do and then the phone call comes so he has six twists six way is a third of the way through the perm <laughs> goes into the bathroom jerks off all over the wall <laughs> <laughs> according to the current theories and then gives oh, back the sad. six then has to hand back the six uh you know whatever i don't know what they're called i'm sure your hairdresser could tell us the the, the name of the, the, the curlers thing, the curler thing yeah and then leaves, but then when he then he leaves with six curls. I like that you think that it's like half his head that is permed. <laughs> like my mind went to, he's got all the curls in and everything, but they're about to like set the process. So he's like, because they have to sit under like the beehive thing, right? The uh, okay, okay, and that oh, makes it the permanent. No, no, that's a good theory. And so they- I think it, it like he just gets to the point where. The curl, the curlers are there, and he's they're like they're about to get the chemicals and get it all set, and then he gets the phone call, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I gotta go." Like, uh, which I money? Think, I think that's where he that's, gets to, and I not agree. half the head. And you know what that means? That means he's just afraid to go through with the perm because he gets to that point, and it's like, okay, it's not set yet. Oh no, am I really gonna do this? Everyone's gonna laugh at me. But why would he continue to? Go back because he really wants the perm. It's just he's just the social stigma is is he can't quite overcome come it yet. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's an overly optimistic answer. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see if she ever gets back to us. But no, that was how how we. Oh yeah, you had a flasher at your work. (laughs) (laughs) Weird, interesting people. Yeah. Yeah. How did we get from flasher to that? Uh, $200 in a day off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it all started with you, Marty. You should have seen this coming. Yeah. But uh, no, it's uh, that's about that. I think we should move on to the article. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, before we talk about the article, I want to talk to you guys about um, what what are you really – What's an activity that you get really dedicated to that you just got to see yourself uh, finishing the, the task, the activity, like whatever? What's something that you just like you just commit to it fully? Um, is it your perm? Is it your like? And no, mm-hmm. you can't say Rocket League and you can't say just playing Rocket League with me. Yeah. Like what's do something? You, do you mean commit? um without necessarily enjoying it like just as a matter of willpower or commit just like something that you do and you just do it willpower dedication like 
you're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to finish it. And it's going to, it's going to, this is going to happen and you're going to stick through it. Hell or high water. So you don't enjoy it. Right. I don't do anything. I don't enjoy. That's an easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't dedicate myself to doing things I don't. I want mean, to like do. something that's like a challenge or anything. Like, yeah, like I, I have this a lot because um, I develop games um, and um, have made a lot of, uh, you know, websites, like products, businesses, stuff like that, and uh, I usually start it with a great idea. You're all excited. You're passionate, but like everything, you get to that grind point. And no matter, as they say, you know, 5% of anything like that is, is, is creative, it's fun, but 90% of almost any of that stuff is grinding. Cause once you, are, once you get past that hump of, okay, the, the excitement's worn off, but I'm 20% into it. I've got another six months to go or another year to go. Am I really going to do this? Um, so that's my thing. That's what I, and, and I always like, I'm very, very, very um, dedicated to finishing everything that I do. So I'll always see it through, even though sometimes all I want to do is just, you know, toss it out the window. Um, so boring. Sometimes answer. you have to toss it out the window. Though. Oh, no, I've had things that I've tossed out the window, but there are things that I've done. Like if, I, you know, I won't throw it away just because of my, um, laziness I'll throw it away if I start to realize that maybe it's not any good or you know my initial thoughts weren't that great okay. yeah. but but if, if it's like it still has potential and I've re- and also I also do get to a point where no matter what it is if I've put in x amount of effort I almost have to finish I'm like there's no way I can finish even if this is total garbage at the end I'm finishing you know so that has happened to me occasionally um so yeah, that's it. And the only other thing is is raising kids, I guess. Oh, then- <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's something you gotta. <laughs> but you can't you can't get out of that. Well, you can, but you kind of cons- <laughs> you kind of considered an asshole. If you know what I'm saying? You you should uh, film a documentary, eighteen to life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Parenting. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great. Uh, great title. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I really don't feel like there's anything that I just have to grin and bear it. Well, we are on episode forty, what forty five, forty seven, <laughs> yeah, of the podcast. We've been sticking this through pretty well. Yeah, but I enjoy it, so right. So I there wouldn't count be, this. There must be something that you have had to do for some extended period of time, Andrew, that you didn't want to do, but you just, I don't know, did. I don't know. <laughs> do you have any ideas? Well, for me, mine mine was, uh, uh, I, I spent a summer interning as an entomologist. So essentially I was studying bugs for, you know, for three to four months um, with my Frisbee coach at the time. And... Like the after work, hanging out, drinking, playing lawn games, and then going and playing frisbee, and all that 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 part was great. That was the best part of the whole job. But then there were other parts of walking through rows and rows of poplars and everything. Which the when the trees are bigger, it was really cool. 
but also when you're out in the desert in a tree farm and you have to walk rows of sticks or baby uh, plantings of trees and then like mark the the trees and seeing if there's pest control or anything like that and you're in the middle of the desert you're in the middle of like a hundred square miles of desert of property and you're doing this and a row is like 146 trees every four four to six feet um and there's two rows then you got to count every block it sucks there's snakes there's jackalopes there's like all of these other or jackrabbits not jackalopes sorry um, <laughs> I was about to say, it's a <laughs> uh, are you scared of jackrabbits though no but when they come out of their hole and then they take off like it just in your like random it's just like what the heck and then it just catches you out of the blue and then you lose count and everything and you're like ah damn it and you gotta walk the back and start all over and walk back to the st- <laughs> I, I just, just got saying- this vision of Marty seeing fucking mirages in the middle of the fucking <laughs> desert and <laughs> rabbits jumping out <laughs> I mean it- Marty in Wonderland <laughs> I I enjoyed like I said I enjoyed the after work aspects of the job but there are some days of that job you're just like oh I gotta go and do that, and it just. I, I, I mean, can I, I can I relate. I've out. had a couple of jobs that are sort of like labor labor based, exceedingly monotonous, um, and also physically difficult uh, jobs. It's it's hard to say because people do that for for a living, right? So it's like, yeah, it sounds kind of bad, but um, yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a cool job. It had awesome aspects. I mean, I got to see a caterpillar infestation. I mean, sorry, geometrid infestation. And then a, here, here's one of my great scripts of my life. Uh, we counted it. We came and like saw the geometrid like from the top of my head down on one tree. I counted over 200 geometrids and went to another you, tree, counted more. What is that? Just for those of us that don't know uh, caterpillar. <laughs> me and Neil. Yeah. It's and essentially two, two, like 200 kinds of caterpillar or 200 different things of caterpillars from like six feet down. Hmm. We're on one tree. You go to another one, you count as many as that too. Um, well, that's like a looper. One of my, uh, great mess ups was we reported it. I didn't know this, but w- over the weekend they sent somebody to go fly over, that spot with nerve agent and then the next week i was like well i'm gonna see if like anything and i drove you know nobody was supposed to go through that block for like another five days (laughs) (laughs) and here i'm driving through and i stop and i'm like why are the caterpillars on the ground and are all the geometrics and my boss my coach is like yeah sprayed a nerve agent you weren't supposed to go in there it's like nobody told me (laughs) So, like I said, I mean, it was a cool job. It just, it it sucked doing a lot of that walking and going through everything. So, I would say that's... Walking. <laughs> walking in the middle of the desert and counting sticks and trees and other stuff. It's not, it wasn't the most enjoyable thing. Um, so, that was the thing I, I, I slogged through that I gave dedication to. So, Andrew, have you come up with one yet? Nope. I I remembered one more, which is going to seem 
a little silly, but it is actually something that was, it, it did take an immense amount of dedication on my part because there was no need for me to do it other than a buddy of mine said I never could. And so I dedicated about four months of my life to doing it. And then when I actually got close to the finish line, it, I've never, it was such a chore. And that was hitting legend, legendary rank in Hearthstone. That was an absolute freaking, like I hated that game so much by that point, but you, you just keep playing and it's like you win, you lose, you win, you lose. And unless you're really good, which I'm not. And so it just, it, it destroyed me. It's like, it. don't you still play that? Oh no, I, I love the game, but I don't like make, have to hit the legendary rank every, like, that's like a lot of fucking work unless you're a good player. It's like absolute grind fest and not just, you, you can't just grind it because you have to actually earn it. And it was, I mean, I've never, it's one of the most elated moments of my life because <laughs> when I, I was like, oh my God, it's done. I can stop playing. That, that was something that was just pure dedication, like in, in the face of hating it. I absolutely hated it. All right. Well, how's this tying with the article? Well, yeah, what's, what's, yeah come on, man. So um, a guy by the name of Colin O'Brady is coming out with a memoir about being the first person to trek across Antarctica solo. So it was just him, un- unaided, un-anything, and he trekked across the, con- or the continent of Antarctica solo by himself. Um, you said know. unaided? Yes. So like no compass? Like no, there wasn't like a support team there to like bail him out or anything, oh. like or a kite. He, to, like, he didn't track. have the full Bear Grylls experience, right? So like a kite to like propel him along faster or anything. He just had a ski and a sled that you know manpower everything. It's just him. So in his trek, it's uh, I believe, um, I want to say it's a a. Th- 38 or no it's a 56 day trek and he decided that he was going to conserve weight by having one pair of underwear okay but he is in the middle of the he is in the middle of the antarctic and what he did was is he made these bars called colon bars um, that was specially made and whatnot, but they're 1,100 calories, almost 1,200 calories uh, per bar. And he packaged enough to ration now everything that he needed. And he needed to consume about 8,000 calories a day uh, for his trek um, is what the, the exercise he was going to put out. Um, but... In a fit of half asleep, kind of like in the middle of um, kind of being low, he decided about midnight to eat about um, two of these bars in a 3 a.m. binge session. He wakes up the next morning. His stomach's not feeling so good. And meanwhile, it's also like negative 25 degrees out there, Neil. 
not like 60 some odd degrees. Yeah, but it's kind of comparable because he had hurricane force winds during the week. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty similar. Um, I, I understand. I know what this guy's going through. So what he would do, <laughs> what he would do is in the morning he would at camp he would go number two and then go all day, make camp, go number two. Well, he broke down camp and his stomach was not feeling good. He had nowhere to go, but his drawers. What do you mean he had nowhere to go? He had nowhere to go because negative 25 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> and so he just crapped him in his pants. Also diarrhea, like at the point of oh, God. having not eaten, not eaten a whole lot and then oh, consuming that much in a one, one late night session. Like, so he spent... Oh my goodness, where is this? Um, oh, where is this? On the 54-day expedition, it was like day 18 or something that he crapped himself and had to stick it out with the same underwear the whole rest of the trip. Yeah, but the thing is, is you can take the underwear off and 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 clean it in the ice, right? So, oh. yep. Thirty eight days later, a much skinnier O'Brien O'Brady made it to the other side, ending the journey with a final thirty two and a half hour ultra marathon to finish at the edge of Ross Ice Ice Shelf. Yeah, why why couldn't he clean them? Yeah, he must have cleaned him some as best to his ability, I assume. Probably. I mean, it's coming out in a memoir, a uh, story of how this actually unfolds. But there you guys go. Like that's dedication. A- that's not that's not dedication. That is that I don't agree that that's dedication. Dedication. He had no other yeah, option. Exactly. When you have he had zero choice. So, it's dedication to do it i guess but then again once you're halfway there he wasn't halfway there (laughs) he had 38 more days to go well sure sure oh so he could have turned back you mean still would have been easier still would have been an 18 day way out (laughs) at that point (laughs) like i mean are you guys gonna sign up to go across antarctica by yourself you know it's funny because when you said 56 56 days i thought huh that doesn't sound so bad like I thought, like a walking across a continent, I'm thinking, you know, 150 days. I guess the Antarctica is not really that big. Well, you're also going a little faster because he's on skis, so there's different slopes or anything. Mm, I hmm. Would I sign up to do it? I don't know. What's the payoff? What's two hundred dollars in a day off? Two hundred dollars. <laughs> two hundred dollars in a day off. Yes, I'll do it. Uh no. I mean, this was just a really cool story that I I stumbled across uh, uh today. Um, pretty. I mean, I, it certainly makes for um, because let's face it, um, those kind of memoirs are pretty boring, right? Mm-hmm. Day one. <laughs> Walking, ice. walking, or, ice. Or it's kind of white. Skiing. Day two, so at least there's something. It does add to the to the story. I mean, but the uncomfortableness, the chafing. Because I mean, you're like it's all leg power to get across, and so 
that. Oh, I mean, I I'm not like knocking his um, fortitude. I mean, no, I, I'm not signing up. For but that. I'm not saying it's yeah. dedication, is what Neil's saying. But he slogged through it to get it done, despite being in horrible circumstances. Well, he created the circumstances by deciding to do it. <laughs> left it to himself. Started going and then probably had that realization. If Although I assume he's a professional, but if, if a normal person did it, you get to that point point, you're just like, ah, oh, this was a really fucking stupid idea. But uh, if I don't do it, I am going to die. And I think the motivation to not die is strong in most people. Um, so good for him. Anyway, that's disgusting, Mandy. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems odd that he would have done that. It must have been like hallucinating or something, right? Because as I assume he's a professional, um, you know, expeditioner or whatever. To have made that decision seems a bit strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was sponsored by somebody. Um Charmin Ultra. <laughs> he needed that robot <laughs> to bring him a spare role. Uh, so uh, it says the uh, bars are made up of coconut oil, nuts, dried cranberries, and cocoa powder. Um, uh, they're not designed to be eaten mid- in mass after midnight. Um, I forgot what the... I was seized by a wave of hunger that made me ravenous for and a bit out of control. Still half asleep, I grabbed the duffel bag with my food supplies and ripped it open. I grabbed chunks of the bars and stuffed them into my mouth. I mean, so he did have this rationed out, like pre-planned, um, because he's bringing all the food that he has in his gear, so like he had to plan accordingly. And an extra pair of of undies was just going to be a little bit too much more weight um, to change through. So, uh, you know, over time, I mean, there was a, a book, I believe it was Tim O'Brien who wrote the things they carried about Vietnam war and like everything about that book is about how much things weighed. And then that comes to find out that as you read the actions of what they did in war weighed more on them. Yeah, like really good book. Um, I mean, all said and done, though, and again, who am I? I know nothing, obviously. But one pair of undies. You couldn't take just one <laughs> teeny tiny pair of undies. And that would have made all the difference. Obviously not, right? You could have taken just one pair. But it's nature. You you pack out what you pack in. So he would have been bringing it along with him anyway. Or is there an exception for that at that point? You lost me. So the old, I mean, it's, it's the old uh, campers, hikers, like, you know, what you do in nature. Like, you, whatever you pack in, you take out. So you don't leave any garbage. You don't leave anything behind in nature. Sure. Yeah, yeah, fine. Oh, no, but I'm not saying to leave any of those pairs. If you have two pairs, you can change one. Right, so he's got he's still gonna bring the soiled pair back with him. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or is that is that rule mute or no, 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 existing or moot? You still have sorry. to carry it back, but but you don't um, have to wear it. 
any longer than necessary. Do you put it on a flagpole and let it just like go? Like See, that's, that's what I mean. Like it's such a light, like a tiny little thing like that. It's so, I don't know. I guess if you make one exception, maybe you make another and another. And the next thing you know, you carry in a crap ton of stuff again. But <laughs> you could... <laughs> <laughs> Andrew didn't even smile. It's not he. He doesn't even smile. <laughs> nice one, Neil. I, uh... <laughs> so still nothing, Andrew. Nothing you can't you can't think of that. No, no, nothing that I can think <laughs> of. I, uh, your your example from the article wasn't dedication. It was just poor planning, <laughs> and a lack of willpower that caused that. So, I mean, your question wasn't even relevant, Marty. But it was good, though. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, Neil, do you do you go on this trip or do you become a parent for 18 to life? <laughs> That's a hard question. <laughs> I mean, it depends, right? <laughs> it depends. 56 days uh. of absolute hell. Have you guys ever tried eating the same thing for 56 days in a row? I think that's tough. You know, I I have actually eaten the same thing for about just under 30 days in my life. What was it? It was just the worst experience. It was um, wheat, wheat bread with eggs for lunch with a little bit of salsa. So and you changed it up by meal, at least. No, no. I, they, yeah, I had two, two meals is all I got. Wheat bread with eggs for lunch, and then chick, plain chicken breast with, um, oh God, I can't even remember, some kind of green vegetable. I can't remember if it was broccoli or spinach for dinner. That was it. Every day for 25 days. I was supposed to do like 60, I think, was the program. Oh, it was so... I it, wouldn't want to get with that program. Yeah, it was so. Who made horrible. you do this? Did TJ make you do this? No, I, I, I was do. It was a, it was a gain muscle, you know, beef up, become a beefcake program. And uh, <laughs> I was going to the gym all the time. I was eating because think about what you're eating there. Just basically, it's just protein. Protein. But you have to yeah. eat. A, what is it? A, a one ounce of protein for a pound of body weight to expect to gain muscle in any significant amount every single day, right? And normally people eat anything from 20 to 40% of their body weight in protein. So you're eating two, three, maybe even four times more protein than you normally would. Um, oh, and the other thing I had was uh, like the, uh, you know, like the fish oil, the Omega oil mm-hmm. um, that you just put in like um, water or whatever to for the essential fats, but good fats. Why can't so- you just take the capsules? Uh, you could, but it was more cost effective and easier to consume to just get the, cause you get like a tablespoon of the oil. Cause it, if you think about it, it with the eggs, yes, you had a little bit of fat in the egg, but other than that, none of that food had a single ounce of fat in it. Which you need. Yeah. Which you need. So you got to get those, that oil as well. So you get the oil, the egg, the wheat bread, the chicken, which is basically pure protein and, um, broccoli, which is a little bit of fiber and whatever you got some fiber in the bread yeah fiber in the wheat bread yeah yeah 
I mean, it was working, but fuck, God, it was disgusting. It, it, not disgusting. It was so monotonous, right? It's bland. Yeah, mm-hmm. imagine like, I mean, I assume prison food is probably worse. <laughs> um, and people have to do that shit for, in the life. worst cases, their whole life. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, that's the article I got for you this week. All right. Well, it was an article. Call Another it, call shitty article. Andrew's <laughs> the worst. I thought. I think this one is actually one of my better articles that I found. At least it's. It in. was a pun, Marty. I'm. I'm just saying. I think <laughs> out of so all defensive. the ones, out of all I'm the ones saying, I found, like, I think somehow it always comes around to toilet talk with us. It is recently. In the Recently. last four, four or five podcasts, it is certainly like has. ten. Yeah, <laughs> it has kind of gotten to that. Maybe that should just be our podcast from now on. The toilet <laughs> podcast, toilet humor, toilet humor. All right. Well, is I, there anything, any uh, parting wisdom either of you want to impart upon us? Well, do you know how they split up the Roman Empire with a pair of Caesars? Neil liked it. <laughs> this is the best. Uh, that was I, a good it's, one. It's not, it's all right. I just like the way you just deliver it. That's what I like. <laughs> what about you, Neil? Any imparting wisdom or joke if you want to retaliate? <laughs> no, I don't. No? I have no wisdom. D- don't have kids. There's some wisdom. <laughs> um, but I think we got that one across earlier. Uh, oh. No, no. Uh, you love your kids. Do have kids. Kids are great. Um, no, no, no partying wisdom. Don't give <laughs> up. Don't give up. Be dedicated. Uh, always pack however long you're going to be gone. Plus one. Plus one. Yeah. Where. You know what? That was actually a little bit of wisdom because I've never heard that before. And I don't employ that. But next time I travel, what? I w- I'm going to. Marty, didn't I tell you before we actually started recording? Like, That's what I always do. It's easy. Do. Count the days and add one. That's what I do. But here you are making a full-on seven-hour ordeal of packing. This is another. That's another podcast. But uh, we uh, we definitely thank you guys for listening. If you want to check out our Facebook at Plans Are Optional, or you can find us on Twitter at Optional Plans. You find Neil on Twitter at Indie Nono. Or yep, that's it. <laughs> yep, I- that's it. Indie Nona. And you find Marty on Twitter at PAO underscore Mar- Marty underscore N. Marty with an I. Yes. Marty N, as Neil calls me. You can't make it simple for the simple folk like me. I tried all the uh, all the PAO Marty Marty or whatever was taken. What why would it be taken? I have no idea. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. That's a wrap. We're done. Yep. Peace. No Rocket League discussion or podcast. Pretty good. That's going in there now. Yeah, of course it is now. (laughs) 